Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about trying to do your best work and trying to be your best self. Uh, I'm Scotty Jackson, joined by, as always, by Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm great, Scotty. How are you? Or, well, I'm having one of those weeks, actually. But, you know, I'm talking to you, so that makes it great. I, uh, uh, shucks. Well, and that's, that's, this is part of why I've been so looking forward to this conversation. I'm an absolute mess. Uh, I am, (laughs) I'm off the rails. So, uh, I am, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to talking through this. For those of you who are new to the podcast, you can find our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com and supporters can check out our premium feed of unnested folders at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we answer uh, user and listener questions. But for today's episode, I wanted to talk about this mess situation I find myself in. Off the rails, life is moving faster than my system and I are, and I'm behind and I'm disorganized. And I wanted to talk about how we deal with situations such as these. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, I would say recognizing that you're in the situation is the biggest part of the battle, right? Because it's Mm. so easy to end up just sort of like treading water. And yet this thing's coming at me, so I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to bat it away. And then there's the next one, so I'm going to do that thing and then I'm going to bat it. And you end up just dealing with what's coming at you, which is the urgent stuff, which is not necessarily the important stuff. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, when, when you're in that mode, like, wait, 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 is this actually important? Like, yes, I need to go and take my kid to the doctors for a vaccination. That's important. Mm -hmm. But is it super important that the dog is chasing a toilet roll right now? Uh, well, no. Um, but you know, it's figuring out, you know, like that you're in the situation where you can't tell what's important anymore. Um, and, and where things are going missing that that's step one. Or step zero, probably. Totally. I found that for myself, exactly what you said, like recognizing I am off the rails is is, is the first thing that I can do. And I found that coupled with that, um, asterisk, I am not a psychologist, uh, but there's this technique called diffusion where um, your reactions kind of become your actions. And I, for me, I can forget that uh, the way I am feeling about a thing becomes the way I am thinking about the thing. And so uh, when I'm in a mess state, the one of the best things I can do is kind of take a step back from that a little bit and be able to say, I am having that feeling like I am a mess right now. And as soon as I take that sort of step back from it and say that out loud, now I have a situation to assess rather than this reaction that I am in. And that uh, for me is a, is a huge, uh, point of, you know, to, to, to enable me to actually get on with figuring out how I'm going to deal with this is to, is to separate myself from it just a little bit like that, uh, psychologically. Yes, exactly. It's one of those things. You said that reacting, your actions become a reaction. But when you're in this mode, like you just react to things. You're not being proactive anymore. And the point of the task management system is to allow us to be proactive about these things rather than reactive to the stuff that, you know, we just get sent and we deal with it. And we work with our email inboxes, our task management system, because that's what seems to work. Um, and I always find when I, once I've recognized I'm in these situations, it's very tempting to start with the analysis and that's analysis with a capital A, you know, what went wrong? Why did this happen? How can I stop this happening again? And that is really important, but that should be a step that you look at, that you go at 
ahead and actually do once you've got things back on track. Because otherwise, guess what? You're just procrastinating and you're not fixing the problem. And so I'm always there going, wait, what happened? It's like, no, no, no. This is important. Absolutely. I need to acknowledge the fact that I have these feelings. I need to figure out why all of this happened. But right now, it's important that I do whatever it is I need to do to get myself back on track rather than my gut instinct, which is to overanalyze the situation. If I'm being honest, I will overthink things. I will pick faults. I will I will dive very deep into the weeds of stuff. And what I should be doing is getting my system back on track. That's right. Because first, we need someone to blame uh, is not going to be helpful. Um, getting yourself out of the rain is much more important than wondering aloud why you forgot to bring an umbrella. Um, exactly. So uh, I've found that um, in those cases, as I as I get out of the rain, uh, for me, I like to give myself a quick win to be able to say, okay, things are out of control and I'm a little out of control. What is like a little tiny thing that I can do to make myself feel like maybe I'm making a little bit of progress? And maybe that's, uh, you know, answering one email that I know that I've been putting off, or maybe that's clean the surface of my desk, or maybe that means... Um, have a conversation with someone that, um, that I know I need to have, just, just get, give myself one task that I know I can do start to finish given the time in front of me and my context that I'm in and then do that because now I'm on a bit of a path to success. Now, now I've got a little bit of momentum and I can parlay that momentum into something a little bit bigger. Yes, exactly. A quick win is definitely something that I would say it, it shouldn't even be a want. It should be considered a urgent need, an urgent and important mm. need, because getting yourself back on track, like one of the things that is going to make this work, it's like the debt snowball. Like you pay off the smallest one first, even if it's not the highest interest, because it gives you the motivation to keep going and to keep checking things off and to get back into the habits that are good for you or to rework your habits so that you can have a system that works for you. Um, so I, I do the same thing. Uh, for me, it's often something really, really simple, like making a grocery list and a meal plan. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And when, when I do that, then I've, I've made the grocery list, I've got a meal plan, and then I've queued myself up for several other wins where I can go and I can buy the food. That's a win. And I can, I can cook the food and eat the food. Well, that's a win because now I'm eating healthily. Um, and, you know, I've cooked the food and there's less stuff on, on, in the fridge that needs cooking and I'm, I'm not hungry anymore. So I, I find that that works really, really well for me. Um, but something else that helps um, is going back to basics to an extent. Now, that doesn't mean that I get rid of all technology from my life. Uh, I don't think I could even if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> but what I, what I do do, though, is good old-fashioned reporter's notebooks and a biro. Because I buy the cheapest possible reporter's notebooks, poss you know, that I can get. Um, and I buy stacks of them uh, because I do go through them, not because I'm constantly a mess, but because they're great for just taking notes and stuff. And if the paper quality is rubbish, then I am not tempted to go and find a fancy pen to write in it or anything. And then when I'm, when I'm done with the page, I have zero qualms about throwing it through the shredder or recycling it um, because, you know, it's not nice paper. Um, it's just paper. So I love reporters' notepads and pens. Uh, as of last count, I have three on the go right now, all with pens threaded through the top 
dotted around my house. I've got one in the kitchen, I've got one in the living room and one here on my desk next to my trackpad. Um, and they are great. I can just take a page and I can make it into a list or I can do lots and lots of ideas on a page and then go through and process the whole page. But I need to get back to capturing things and sort of organizing things. It doesn't need to be super organized, but like I have a list of things. I have several lists of things I need to have done by this Thursday as we record this. And mm -hmm. so, but there are different kinds of lists. There are things I need to do before I leave on Thursday. There are things that I need to do, which actually need to be done before Friday, but I need to do them before Thursday because I'm going out on Thursday. Um, but knowing the difference between those two somehow works for my brain. Yeah. And having that ability to take charge of things, I think physically by grabbing a pen and grabbing a piece of paper and getting things down and maybe having this moment of, okay, look, everything in my system is kind of in shambles right now. Here is a line in time. From this line in time, everything from this line forward is going on this piece of paper for now uh, until, <laughs> until I'm sorted out so that I can at least make sure that I am comfortably getting a handle on the uh, things that are coming at me or coming from my psyche now. And there is a finite amount in this messy state in my backlog. And I will, I will work away at that. I like to make a recovery plan for myself. And mm -hmm. to your point about examples of grocery list and meal plan. Okay. To me, I, I like to hold in my head this idea or this vision of, okay, what does back in order look like for me right now? I've had a working system in the past. I will have a working system again. So what does that successful system feel like compared to where I am? And how do I start to uh, make, you know, plan out steps for myself to get to cross the bridge from where I am to where I, where I want things to look like. And your examples of, of, of lists and plans are exactly that. And I think in as much as I can, uh, breaking that into reasonable chunks or, or building blocks makes a lot of sense. So, okay, I know that my um, eating schedule is out of order. So meal plan and grocery list. I know that my project list has a whole bunch of, um, oldy moldy stuff on it that I'm never actually going to do a bunch of stuff that's actually completed and a bunch of stuff that I haven't really figured out yet. Okay. So I need to make a plan to spend some time with my project list. Uh, I know that my actions list is kind of in the same way. So I need some plans to, for that. I need some plans to look at my waiting for list. I need some plans to talk to my wife and kids about what am I missing? What are things that are going on with them or things, expectations they might have of me that I may have been missing or that are incoming? Piecing all of that out or separating that all into those sort of discrete ways of thinking about getting back on track as opposed to this, you know, like magnificent, huge get back on track project that I'm never going to be able to do. But bite sizing it out in that way, I have found to be incredibly ha helpful, not just in determining what those bites are. But with those bites in hand, now I can look at my calendar and say, okay, where can I dedicate time to each of these bits? So that even if it's out of control now, I can give myself a sense of solace and comfort that it's not going to forever be that way. I have dedicated and planned out a bit of time to do take care of this piece of thing that I have now defined. And then, then everything is going to be at least marginally better. Yes, that's the thing. It's it's getting to a better place than you are now, not the best place. Right. Um, and to to help me get 
like get in the mindset for that. Um, something that I like to do, you know, as well as talking to the other people in my life and figuring out, you know, like wh what's going on here and, you know, what do they expect from me? I like to grab a notebook, take a walk, go sit in the park and write things down. Um, because that way, I mean, I'll take my phone with me, but there's, there's not, you know, like a big computer screen in front of me. It's very unlikely somebody is going to call me because the signal there is really poor, which is great. Um, and you know, I, and I could just sit there and think for as long as I feel is necessary about stuff, which is usually until I get cold and then I either find another bench in the sun and uh, or come home. Um, but you know, taking myself out of the context where I have been failing and going to another place which does not judge me because it's full of trees and trees guess what don't judge people um there's only you there to judge yourself it allows you to just at least if you're me you know take a different look at things you know because it's not so stressful with the things on your desk like right now i have an application for a new driver's license on my desk because i need to trade my driver's license and i have a manual for my microwave because i couldn't figure out how my microwave worked earlier and lots of things like mm -hmm. sitting here is kind of stressful fortunately that's on a little pile that's actually just out of my vision right now um but you know it's it's one of those things where going somewhere else can give you a little bit of extra to help you figure out you know what you need to get on top of and yeah you're gonna have to come back to that space and fix that but you know going somewhere else can be very very helpful i really like that idea of, of separating yourself because i mean th there become a lot of linkages i think between where you are what's around you and how and what you're thinking about and if you are sitting in the place where all the problems are and all the things are to remind you of what those problems are, making a lot of significant mental progress about that is going to be very difficult. And so whether that's a park or a different location or uh, another indoor place that is also quarantined, um, I, I think you, even just rooms of the house, mm -hmm. um, if you are someone who is in this you know, working from home state or, uh, you know, whether that's normal for you or a product of the times in which we live, uh, changing rooms, changing backgrounds, uh, that can have a pretty significant um, impact. I think I, if, I've even taken to sitting out on our front stoop from time to time, just so that I can hear a bird chirp or feel the wind blow. And that is enough to be able to shift my mental point of focus away from Ah, uh, everything is horrible to, ah, uh, what am I going to do about how things are so horrible? And yes. I think that's a real, that's a really powerful shift. So I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that separation. And I think in doing that, um, you know, in concert with, you know, doing some, doing some list making or some flat out brain dumps, uh, from, you know, just start, you know, vomiting out from all of the things that are in your mind start writing them down and now you're starting to externalize things rather than internalize them uh and the external stuff is much more workable yes absolutely and i would definitely say brain dumps are required and you know what you should do as part of this because i often find like it's different places that give me thoughts that i wouldn't necessarily expect there so by by going and sitting in my bedroom for 20 minutes i will have a bunch of ideas most of which completely unrelated to the room in which i'm actually sitting but by going and sitting in every single room in my house and i have to say when i did this uh, earlier today sitting in the hallway required sitting on a can of paint because i'm 
in the process of redecorating and there wasn't a chair available that I could actually move. Um, so, you know, it was not the most comfortable 20 minutes to sit in the hallway, but it was great because I had so many ideas, literally not one of them related to the hallway, but I am going to be replacing the bathroom lights. So, you know, I, I, I went through and I captured all of those things and by, by changing my environment, I, I, I definitely caught things I would otherwise have missed. Um, and I also caught some things multiple times and that's totally okay. And I made a point of saying like when I started this, if I capture something multiple times, that's okay. Um, right. Because the last thing I find that I should be doing when my system is a mess um, and I'm just trying to get back on top of things and sort things out is going through going, did I already capture this? I assume I did not already capture this. That is the point I am going from. Even if I literally wrote it down at the top of this page, I am not going to scan my eyes back up the page. No, I am looking at the next empty line, writing this down, moving on, because capturing is separate to process. And when I process, I can look and see, ah, I've already captured this. Okay, well, what did I note this time? Ah, yeah, it needs to be a waterproof light if it's going in the bathroom. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and go mm-hmm. back and modify things. But I am, I'm not going to get there until I get to process. Um, and I find that capture is definitely a critical part of figuring out the current messy situation. Absolutely. I mean, we can go back to our whole, you know, GTD workflow series and talk about, you know, working, working the system and starting with capture. I, I agree with what you're saying about multiple times. I will even use that as a little bit of a scoring system to be able to say, okay, I captured this multiple times, which means that the first time I captured it, it remained on my mind. So obviously Either this thing is significantly more important than other things, or the way in which I am capturing things isn't sufficient enough to get it off my mind. And I need to get a, a, another bit of another level of detail, maybe, or maybe I haven't described it uh, fully accurately um, because because it's hanging on. It's it's hanging on. And, and so... Um, it, I found that, you know, sometimes when I think I've captured something twice, I've actually used some slightly different nuanced words. Mm-hmm. And that that is a it can be a really interesting clue to help better define when you get to that processing stage, what that stuff means and why it was so embedded in my mind and perhaps why it got so off the rails in the first place. Definitely. Yes. And I think that that kind of brings us to to the next stage that I would say is really important in, in sorting out, you know, a mess, which is review. Because you, you capture, you process. Okay, so th- you'll probably do some organization there as well. But the other thing that you need to do is review. You need to review all of these things that you picked up and the different language that you use when you are capturing them. You also need to rev- do your regular reviews, you know, like what are your projects um, and, you know, where are, where are these projects right now? Are they doing okay despite despite the mess or is there a problem? Um, and if there's a problem, who do you need to contact to let them know that there's a problem so that people then are worse surprised than they might already be? Or maybe you'll you'll send them an email and say, hey, uh, FYI, there's, there's difficulties on this. And they'll go, hey, don't worry about that. That's actually not important at all. And that's something taken off your plate, which helps alleviate the mess. You know, imagine that it's a pile of, of balls of yarn and they're all starting to get mm-hmm. tangled together. And somebody just takes a, a ball of yarn away from you along with its trailing string. That's one less piece of the knot that you need to worry about. Um, 
So, you know, you need to to own the fact that, you know, there there's a problem with your system because everybody has problems with their system. That's the thing. Not, neither of us are unique here with problems. We might be unique in having the problem at the same time as each other um, and at this precise moment in time, but nobody's unique when it comes to having problems in their system. Um, and especially with, you know, the world in its current state. If the, your system's in trouble and, and you feel like everything's a mess, that's totally normal. That's okay acknowledge the fact that you've got that mess and, you know, and then we can try and fix it. Yes. And I think that one of the other things that I like to do uh, in these times in the, in the spirit of what you said about, you know, checking with people and and maybe validating, is this something I even still need to be thinking about uh, is uh, I, I, I have this mental framework of three layers of things that I like to run all, all my work through. Um, as quickly as I can, uh, in in order to uh, make sure that I'm I'm thinking as efficiently as I can about things. Uh, so the first layer is eliminate. So if I get a piece of work or I come across a piece of work, can I remove it? Can I? Is this something that I can delete? Is this something that I can remove? Is this something that I can not even think about because it is not valid? It is or it is not necessary. After eliminate is automate. So what can I automate? And I don't necessarily mean like, let's go write JavaScript. I mean, what can I run through a series of routines um, or common practices or, um, or anything like that so that I don't have to really think about what to do about it? I just have to do about it. Um, and then the third is optimize. So if I can't eliminate it and I can't automate it, how can I do this? in the best way that I can based on my circumstances. And so some of the subcategories or, or ways of thinking about optimize are uh, simplifying. Like, you know, maybe I thought it was this giant scope. Maybe it could just be a littler scope. Or maybe this could be delegated or sent to someone else because they're better positioned to do it than I am. Or uh, maybe there's a, a, another tool or process or approach that I could be employing or uh, maybe there is something that I, a skill that I ought to, you know, learn really quick to try and take care of that. I think that that, that mental model serves me really well. And and your your suggestion of um, uh, eliminating based on, you know, you know, validating with other people or other people just even just coming to you and saying, why are you working on that? We don't need that anymore. Um, triggered that for me. And I thought that I would, I would share that to see if that's maybe a helpful tool in these circumstances. Definitely. I, I would say that if you are not attempting to eliminate when you're in this situation, then then that is a crucial step that you've missed and that we, we should have mentioned perhaps a little earlier on, because it is absolutely critical. You know, if, if things are a mess, it's usually because there's too much on your plate, right? And you're overwhelmed. Um, so you need to get rid of things so that you don't feel overwhelmed anymore. Um, and that can just simply be saying, I'm not going to do this project for another six months, or it can be, you know, I have too many projects on my plate. I need to just say that this, this, and this are not going to be done. But if you talk with other people, you will find, first of all, people are nicer than you think. So if you say, hey, I'm I'm having a problem, like, you know, I don't have enough days in the week or hours in the day or seconds in a minute to, to be able to do this on top of everything else, then, you know, you'll find a lot of people will come back to you and say, that's okay. We can get somebody else to do it um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you are probably a wonder child. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should consider yourself a wonder child. But that does not mean you are the only person in the world who can do 
that thing that you're doing. Um, and maybe they're okay waiting for six months. Or maybe they say, actually, it's not that important to me. I just asked you because I thought you'd be really good at doing it, but I, I, I don't really need this. Um, and people right. are nice. That That is, you know, a crucial fact. So if you let people know that there's a problem, then they're going to do their best to help you, whether that's, you know, rearranging, you know, what they need from you, um, you know, making sure that you get things earlier or whatever, um, or just saying, don't worry about this. You know, people are going to do their best to help you because the vast majority of people out there are wonderful people. So I think, know. I think that's very important. And, and I think particularly if you frame it as a request for help, like, Hey, I would really like your help right now because uh, I'm feeling like I need to optimize my workload. I mean, you can, you don't have to, you know, come out and say, you know, I'm a complete mental disaster. You can, you can, you can spin that a little bit, but if you're asking for help to say like, can you help me optimize my workload a little bit? Cause things aren't great right now. Not great, Bob. Um, what I found more often than not, people are going to be pretty receptive to that. Exactly. Like you say, Rose, I mean, if you go to someone and earnestly ask, Hey, could you help me out with this? Uh, I need you to help me understand why we're doing this. Or I need, I need your help in understanding that maybe that instead of this getting done this week, it's going to get done next month. Or I could really use your help actually building this thing. Or I could use your help in uh, canceling this meeting so I can set aside time for this other thing. If you frame it that way, I, I think you'll find that people will rise to the occasion to try and help you. Um, I, I, again, it doesn't have to be from this perspective of, of pity party, because that can be a little bit. Ugh. But if it's if it's just a, hey, I've got some great work to do. And I would love your help in getting some great work done. I, I can't see a lot of people uh, saying no to that. Yes, exactly. Um, and even if you do end up talking to somebody who can't be as flexible as you might need, then at the very least, them knowing that there's a deadline approaching and there's a good chance you're not going to be able to make it is a good thing because, you know, then you've given them a heads up. Um, and by giving mm -hmm. people a heads up, you know, they, they can manage their own expectations of things. If they were expecting everything three days before the deadline and you're saying now that's not going to happen, then, you know, then they, then they know when they can figure things out and they can rearrange other expectations based on that information. Um, but they can only do that if you tell them. So you've got to keep people in the loop, including yourself. And that means being honest with yourself. It does. And that's why I like that technique that I referred to earlier about drawing the line and saying, okay, okay, everything that is behind that line is problematic. And I know that, but that's fine. I, everything from this line forward. Um, and so a calendar is a great tool to look at, okay, if I've decided that everything from here on forward is, I'm going to try and get my arms around and manage that. Wh what can you get in front of so that you're signaling risks to things before you're apologizing for missed due dates or deadlines or or what have you more than you are for the things that are behind the line so how, how do you how do you stop things from 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 getting worse um as you in, in parallel to you know starting to edge towards better Yes, exactly. And that's what we're aiming for here. You know, if if you are feeling like you're a bit of a mess currently, like I definitely am, and it sounds like Scotty mm. is as well, then how can you be in a better place than where you are now? Don't expect to be in the best place and to have all the solutions by tomorrow morning. Just try to figure out how you can get yourself to a better place so that you feel less stressed about things and like there's a chance that you're going to be in control again in the not 
too distant future. And I think I feel a little bit better now, even just being able to talk through some of this stuff. I feel like I've got this idea now of how I can breathe a little bit more clearly and a little bit more deeply and uh, bring myself up from where I've been and make uh, make my workflow a bit of a better place. So thank you very much, Rose, for this. Well, thank you, Scotty. I've been dealing with some crazy stuff for a couple of weeks now. There's going to be at least a couple of weeks more of it, but I'm feeling a lot better about you know how I'm going to handle that and get my system back on track uh, as I go through this so that once everything is in its place, then I'm going to feel like I'm really in control and uh, I've got a fighting chance of getting everything done. That's wonderful. Um, for everybody, uh, again, you can find our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. We've got a, a contact form there, or you can tweet with us at nested folders. We love everyone's feedback. So, uh, please keep it coming. Uh, we're, we're, we're loving doing the show and we're loving, uh, hearing how people are responding to it and your ideas. It's fantastic. If you like, you can also support the show, uh, at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. And that's where we take a little bit more time around specific listener questions, problems, challenges, you name it. Uh, and a little bit of early access to our episodes also, Mm -hmm. uh, Rosemary Orchard. If people want to find you on the internet, where do people go looking? Well, the best place to find me is at rosemaryorchard.com, and you can also find me on Twitter at rosemaryorchard. And where can people find you, Scotty? I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter, so I can tweet at nested folders. Thanks again, uh, Rose. This has been fantastic, and we will see you uh, again in a couple of weeks. Yes, see everybody in a few weeks, and uh, good luck staying on top of things. Just aim for better. Bye. Bye.